Welcome to the newest episode of 21st Century Boys. I'm Joe Crawford. Jack is a little under the weather this month, so we're not going to be getting a regular, you know, story by story episode out. But I am super lucky to be joined by one of my uh, cohorts from a different show. We used to do a show. What was the one we used to do? I can't even remember the name of it now, Rob. God. It was DC was it? Everything. Everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is uh, Rob, if you could introduce yourself, that'd be awesome. I am Rob Krieger, and I am a comic book addict. <laughs> I think that's as good a place to start as any. And so, this is going to be one of those kind of origin episodes. I'm going to have to start numbering them, because I think this is at least officially th- our third one, and kind of unofficially, maybe even a fourth one. Uh, but uh, we're on another show now, which is... Um, you do you do you do geek brunch as well? Mm-mm, no. You do, so like you'll do a previews episode or something once in a while. I've right? been on maybe a couple times. So oh. the, the retro cast, the one that that me and you were both on, the the geek brunch retro cast, was always just Mike and and Chris. Right. And then they started having people um, periodically, like if you know they saw somebody on. Twitter enough, you know, they uh they they might ask him to join for an episode. So I, I did. I joined for an episode, and then Chris had to bow out for a little bit. And Mike asked me if I wanted to um to fill in, and I did. And that was like three months. And then Chris was ready to to come back. They were nice enough to say, "Well, why don't you just uh, stick around? We'll do the three of us." And and then um so that was about God twenty seven or so oh wow okay yeah and then as you know um a while back um mike wanted to get some more uh more people you know on the bench just in case a couple of us were unavailable and uh and so you know he reached out to you yeah i now how did you first run across mike do you remember yeah oh yeah absolutely um uh You'll you'll hear a lot of people um, from a certain time time period all kind of get to know them the same way. Um, I got to know Mike and a couple other guys from the Valiant podcast. Okay. Um, it was Chris Campbell. Uh, he was the guy kind of running it, and then uh, Daryl Taylor. He's got a lot of different um, shows. He's got his own network. Right. And um, they shortly into that um, podcast, they already had known Mike, uh, they've known him for years. You know, he was on some other shows with Daryl. Um, and so they, you know, he he would come and guest and then they say, yeah, just, you know, stick around. And so when I started listening to Valiant podcast, it was, it was always the the three of them really. And Mm -hmm. I started commenting, you know, that was one of my first podcasts that I listened to. And I started commenting, you know, through Twitter, uh, to all of them and stuff like that. And that's kind of how I got to know, um, got to know the three of them. And then I started to branch out and I started to find um, some of Mike stuff like the retrocast and the, and the geek brunch with Bill. What was the name of the DC show that him and Keith and Daryl used to do? DC noise, DC noise. That was it. I was like, it's not DC addict. I was trying to remember what it was. was DC DC noise is, Oh my God. I was obsessed with DC noise. I remember when I first discovered it, I, I must've listened to like, and I still do that to this day. (laughs) Uh, I'll, I binge shows. I'm almost never up to date because I'll get on a kick and 
I'll do nothing but one show. I just discovered a Wizards podcast where they're covering literally the magazine. Oh, wow. And that's my my new obsession. I've been listening to all those back-to-back-to-back for back to back <laughs> like years' worth. But, yeah, DC Noise, him and Keith, and I just listen to one after another, after another, after another. And um, I think I first started talking to Mike on Twitter because I – I basically it had something along the lines of like my mom, my mom, my mom wouldn't want me listening to it. Uh, that's a different story. Uh, my my wife's gonna shoot me for saying my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, my wife doesn't let me listen to uh, DC Noise anymore because I've been buying too much. And I just remember Mike put a like a picture of him in like almost like a pimp looking outfit with like <laughs> dollar bills in his hand. And so I think that tickled him. And then we started kind of chatting back and forth because of that. Because yeah. Kristen's like, don't listen to Mike anymore. He's a bad influence. I'm like, all right. But then, of course, I had to tell him that she had said that because I thought that was funny. Oh, of course. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't think they were making GC noise at all anymore. Or Mm -hmm. very, I shouldn't say that. It was probably sporadic at at that point. And I had never, the only ones I've listened to are any of, there's been two or three maybe that he's re-released, mm-hmm. um, and and I've listened to those and they were quite entertaining. But I've never gone back to listen to the older stuff. Um, but yeah, it's I mean it's funny that you, I I don't know it, it's it's like you wouldn't think just listening to people's podcasts and and uh, and, and, and and you know just t- uh, tweeting them or whatever you right. know like just comments about whatever that you could literally start forming friendships. You really e- do though. Even before you even like, and, and, and this is even before like you would even necessarily talk to them like on a podcast or whatever, like you and I have, it's right. like you really actually start developing friendships through Twitter, which it, you don't, you wouldn't think you could with like so many limitations to it, you know, but you really do. Yeah, I mean, in, I, t- I I told Kristen I'm really lucky to have friends like you and Mike and uh, and and Kirk, and it's true. I don't Kirk is like a long lost, if not brother, at least like a long lost cousin to yeah. me at this point. You know, I I mean, we've seen him in person uh, in Georgia a couple of times now. So oh, that's that, it's just amazing, and it's it, it's just so cool that that happens. Oh yeah, um, it's, it's crazy. Because this kind of stuff, you, you say what you will about social media it, and say what you will about Twitter. Because most people, when and when I'm at work and I'm like, what do you use? And they're like, I use Instagram. I use TikTok. And I'm like, I, well, I mostly use Twitter. They're like, ugh. Like, Twitter has a very bad reputation. Especially, and, yeah, probably in the last few years, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I told them, and like, you curate it. I mm-hmm. see who I want to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the fact that like and I like sign up for notifications so that like when certain people are tweeting, like I see it like right off the the bat because like those are the people who I care most about interacting with. Or I know they have the tweets that are going to interest me the most. Yep. And so I don't I don't see all the the junk out there for the most part. Yeah, I mean, everyone that I follow are either now, you know, friends of mine or, or, you know, to, to one extent or the, or, or the other that I've kind of followed through the podcast or like our comic book creators. Right. And yeah. I can't say that I don't see 
you see more politics than you would think that you would see if you only following comic book creators. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm probably not seeing a lot of the worst, the worst of it because of uh, I'm only following, you know, what I, I, I literally had to ask Mike Lane the other day. I was like, so what's the, what are people upset about right now? He's like, Oh, it's Frank Miller and Kamala Khan. I was like, Frank, I mean, like, what, they didn't like his new Marvel covers? Is that the problem? And, <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know why Frank would be a hot-button topic all of a sudden, and I think that must be what it was. And I know the Kamala yeah. Khan one, and I don't I, I don't know what people are reacting about. I'll just go ahead and say my bid on it. I'm like, it, it looks like they're going to, quote, kill her off. This, this is Khan, what I understand, yeah. Yeah, Kamala Khan's not going to stay gone. No. It's not good for the business. Don't worry about it. She's she'll be back. Well, she's got she had a TV show. She's going to be in a new. Uh, is it a show or a movie? The Marvel. She's in a movie. Yeah, yeah. She's she's a third of the cast for the Marvels with um the original uh, Miss Marvel, the original Captain. Well, the second Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, what is she now? Photon. I can't remember what she goes by now. Well, in the comic, Monica. It's Spectrum now, but I don't oh, know what it is. It is. The, I, I don't know what it is. And the MCU right now. Spectrum? I hate that. Spectrum, yeah. <laughs> I don't love that. Um, well, anyway, so Monica and then and then Kamala. So the three of them are in the movie together. And it looks cute. I mean, it looks like they're going to do the whole Rick Jones, Captain Marvel thing where, like, you know, oh, they wow. swap places. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah that's... So I, I, I'm like, it looks good to me. And, you know, she's, she's a commodity. She's an IP. She's not going to stay gone. So I don't know why people get worked up. Uh, you know what? I mean, I think they're they're taking it from a perspective that she's being killed off as the big shocking surprise in Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Okay, this is not her book, right? Like she, like why are they suddenly killing her in Amazing Spider-Man? And then of course there's the accusations of fridging. Oh, I got you. But okay, to your you know you're, you're killing off the the young. Female, and not only that, but you know, minority character yeah, yeah, to yeah. further Peter Parker's storyline. But I don't. First of all, we haven't even read it, so right. And she doesn't have really a book say. right now, anyway. So I mean, if she's going to die in a book, it's not going to be her own because I think she's just doing one-offs these mm-hmm. days, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Like Miss Marvel yeah, meets miniseries, Wolverine yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a five issue mini a while back, and then. Since right. then, it's been a couple like one shots, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I while I understand what they're saying, I I'm not saying that I agree with it because first of all, we haven't read it, right? And even even after I read it, I uh, to your point, I mean, she's yeah. I mean, there's no way she's staying. Yeah, she's she staying has a cachet. Dead. She's not going to stay dead. No. I mean, there's not a lot of Pakistani superheroes out there to begin with, Mm-mm. and um, she's. I don't know how she did in single issues, but as a librarian, I know that she is super popular in the graphic novel format. She's a su- yeah. Wh- whether or not she's selling single comic book issues, I, uh, right. apparently not. If she can't, right. if they just keep doing minis and, and one shots, but as a character, I think that she's she's was super popular. Right. I mean, I remember a few years ago going to um, a bigger con and. Um, like uh, shortly after she debuted and you saw a lot of, a lot of girls, right. You know, dressed up as her. And yeah. I think it meant a lot to 
to girls in general and, and, and especially maybe some minorities, you know, right. that, and she was, she's, I think she's hugely popular. So yeah, she's not going to, she's not going anywhere. All right. Well, I know one of the questions I was going to ask you was what your first podcast was. So when we get to that part, uh, we're going to skip that now. <laughs> no, that's not the answer. Oh, okay. Well, then when we then when we get there, I'm going to ask it. Oh, ask it. All right. So let's start at the beginning. How did you find comics? Did you first have a physical comic, or did you do like I probably did and see Batman on television, and then find out that there are comics after? You know, that is a really good question, and I don't know 100%. Okay. Um, I can't imagine – I mean, I had to have known that superheroes in general were around before I necessarily knew comic books. Sure. It, it, it had to have been, just because, you know, with my age, you know, the super friends were, were on, you know – Car, you know, the, you know Saturday morning cartoons and right. and everything else, and I mean, you could even you know any toy store would have Batman and Superman merchandise. Right. So it, that had to be um, that you know that it certainly had to be that I I was aware of it. Um, the first comic book I ever bought, I still actually own. It's a terrible condition at this point. I think I was about five, no, maybe about seven. Okay. Um, and it's Star Wars number 19. Uh, nice. so it's not even a superhero um, comic book, but, you know, I was at, at a friend's, I distinctly remember at a friend's house, and, you know, the parents took us just to a, uh, like, a you know, convenience-type store, and I saw, I'm like, oh, my God, because, you know, of course, I, I was all about Star Wars, you know, Star Wars had come out in 1977, a little kid, and I saw that they had a comic book of Star Wars. I picked that up right away, and that was my first one, and then I when we did, uh, um, I did notice then at the convenience store back home, they had a, you know, a rack in the back and that's when I started getting some superhero comics. So do you, and maybe comics have just been in your life long enough that it's hard to remember. Do you remember if that was the first one you read as well, or at least remember yeah. looking at that star Wars? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that definitely was the first. I don't remember a lot. Mm -hmm. about it anymore but I, I i just remember that that's the first comic that i ever bought okay I definitely right you know i mean we we went back to you know my friend's house and he probably bought a comic too although i i don't remember you know and then we probably went back you know and i started reading it you know seven years old and and uh i mean it couldn't have been it wasn't very much longer that i started you know going to the convenience store at my house and getting various you know like whether it's batman or brave and the bull justice league of america those were three of the um series that i remember getting from a very early age so were you uh where did you go from being like i am picking up comics because you know they're there they're available there's something to read to this is actually a passion of mine mm. that's a good question uh I definitely just kept um kept up and, and, and picking them up. I th I think that once I learned that um they they of course at the time I had no idea what type of a schedule comic books were 
were on in terms of coming out a certain day oh, of sure. the week or mm-hmm. anything like that. But, um, you know, I, obviously I noticed that, that the store had them and, and, um, the first one I really remember, and maybe it's the one I, I paid the most attention to was, was Brave and the Bold. And it's, it was definitely okay. You know, I kept going back to see if like the next issue was going to be of Brave and the Bold. Um, there were some other ones, whether it's Justice League or even Spider-Man or whatever, that it, it seemed it was very hit or miss. You go to the convenience store, you get one issue and you wouldn't see another issue of that title for months. And, you know, it's a, in the meantime, you missed three or four issues, you know, right. I, I, I didn't understand why that was or whatever, but um, yeah, I mean, Joe, it was, it, it was pretty close to right away. And when I say I have, you know, like I have, <laughs> when I joked, I have an addiction, I am the type of person where if you put numbers on something, mm-hmm. or put something in sequences and stuff like that, it immediately makes me want to have all of them. Like, even though, like, like, you know, those, those stupid, you know, blind boxes and stuff right. like that. If it's, if it's a, a, of a franchise that I'm interested in, like, just that I know that it's like, there's eight of them or whatever. I, I want all eight. Like, immediately I want sure. all eight. And, um, like, I, 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 I've always been that type of person that, you know, it just, wants to keep collecting, wants to keep collecting. And I was just looking at some of the Brave and the Bulls and like the first one that I picked up off the um, stand was about six months after that Star Wars. Okay. So it was Brave and the Bull number 152. It was Batman and the Atom. And I ended up trading it for something for my neighbor, uh, uh, my, my friend across the street. And it just bummed me out that I that I missed out on it. I tried to get it back for years and years before finally, like we were much older and he wasn't in the comics anymore. He just like gave me like all the comics that he had included. I got nice. that one back. <laughs> but so 153 was um, Batman and Red Tornado, and literally like I have like there, again there are there are blanks. There were missing issues right um, initially, but like I I. If they were there, I was always picking them up. That was like my number one. And I don't know if it's because one, I obviously I knew Batman is a popular character, but also I didn't know really anything about like a lot of the other heroes that weren't Justice League heroes. Sure. So whether it's a Red Tornado, a Metamorpho, you know, I mean, then Green Lantern, sure, I knew Green Lantern, but then, like, he met up with Commandy, and it, it's like, I don't know who any of these are, and I'm absolutely fascinated. Like, that, yep, like, I get all that. The, all the, it was, it was crazy. It's like, it, it seems like a, a lot of times they, they pose that as a, as a, uh, I, I don't know, a negative that, like, some of these aren't popular, so they're not going to sell. At the time when I was so little, it was like the opposite. It's like, I just wanted to know. Like uh, everything about this universe, and I didn't know any of these characters. Well, I, I think I think well, if people have listened to the show, they know this about me. My where I became passionate about DC was who's who for that exact reason because mm-hmm. I was getting exposure to all these characters I'd never heard of, and to this day, I love Superman as much as anything, and I've had to focus myself saying, okay. You want to have a Superman collection, make sure you're actually focusing on working Superman collection because I go like <laughs> squirrel. And I 
get the blue devil instead. And I'm like, why did I do that? I should have done this. And I'd have to pull my rein myself back in. And that's something I've slowly been getting better about as a collector. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those, those tertiary B and C D E F G level characters have always really excited me. And I, I chalk that up to, uh, who's who. So I totally get it. And that's probably to this day why the team up series, all, all four of them are some of my favorite Bronze Age books because you get to see, I get to get Superman, but I also get to get, um, you know, Starman and him against Mongol or something weird. You right. Know? Yeah. yeah. Those always appealed to me. So that, that was going to be kind of one thing I was going to ask is, so it, your series that really cemented it for you, you think was probably Brave and the Bold then? Brave and the Bold um, initially, and I would say right along with that was um, Justice League. Okay. Um, I, I tried to get as much of the Justice League as I could. Um, and, and this and is I, satellite I, era, right? It was the satellite era. Um, and, you know, I mean, certainly it's that was the same the same deal. If they had it there, I was buying it immediately. Um, 170, I think, was my first issue of that one. And again, that's back in cover dates. Again, 1979. So it's pretty consistent with, you know, a lot of these being my first. But like, yeah, I just kept I would I would just keep those two until I until I discovered the X-Men. I Mm -hmm. think that that was um, those those were my two that really drew me in. Yeah. So today, are you more Marvel or are you more DC? Um, I care much more about DC. I find um, that's true of a lot of my friends. I want, I, and I, I wonder if it's just a certain era that that people just are really passionate about DC characters. Like I love, I, I loved Marvel. Um. You know, I, I mean, when, when I think about the 80s and late 80s and 90s and stuff, like, you know, I mean, I think most of my pull list was, was probably Marvel. And 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 I, I would say that going back and rereading old, like like getting back issues, getting full runs and stuff, uh, is, it has been a lot of Marvel. But in terms of, honestly, the ones that I care more about, it's uh, for whatever reason – it's I'm much more invested in what goes on in the DC universe for, for whatever reason than, than the Marvel universe. Meaning that like there was, there was a time quite a long time that I kind of got burnt out from the constant events. Sure. And, and, and Marvel definitely, you know, did much, at least at the time they're doing many more events than DC. They would just the, you know, stop one would end and then they start the next one mm-hmm. um, where, I mean, for years I didn't, read any of them like civil war i had never read civil war i ended up reading it years and years later and in in trade um a a lot of those it's just i kind of i don't know what it was about them i i feel like they were just it was just constant it felt like i guess like money grabs like sure and 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 it kind of turned me off where we're now like we we talk on on retrocast that we're you know trying to budget and stuff like that. I got the Marvel Unlimited. There's 
a hint. There's some titles, the X-Men titles I get from the LCS. Right. Not all of them, but most of them. And now from DCBS, I'm getting Captain America. I'm getting She-Hulk. Is that might be it? Which cap do you get, or do you get them both? Just I was getting them both, but mm-hmm. this the this um the, the Falcon one, the um it's it, the Steve Rogers one. I was really I'm really enjoying the story. I know now it's starting to interweave with this um new thing going on. If you're reading them, but um the the Falcon one just I, I don't know. I wasn't into the story, so I ended up dropping it. Um, and now that I have unlimited, I'll 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 read it, but I don't I don't need to um I don't need to own it. Yeah. So um yeah, and, and Steve Rogers I, I don't know, I've always been a huge Captain America fan. Think back in the eighties with Mark Grunwald and stuff like that. Right. Um that you know, I mean that's one of that's actually the second series that I completed a run of is is Captain you know, that original run of Captain America one hundred to whatever it is, four hundred and whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that um, was that was that was my first. I always it's it's hard to do because I got I I was spoiled. I got two comics my first day. So when people say, "What's your first comic?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I actually got two. So yeah, but what one of them. Get? Uh, one of them was a uh, cap two fifty, and the other one uh, I never can remember the number. It's Doctor Strange. I have the I have the essential in front of me. It. Oh my God! I'm not even lying. I literally just opened straight to the cover of the one because I knew it was in volume four. Uh, it was Doctor Strange number 43. That number just never sticks in my head. But I remember the cover because it's a great cover. It's Michael Golden and uh, it's a beautiful cover. But yeah, 43 and uh, Cap 250. And Cap yeah. 250's iconic because it's the one that burn. Uh, Vote yeah. for Cap. Uh, yeah, vote for Cap, yeah. Yeah, those were my first two. The, the weird thing is, I don't know that – and that's part of why I was asking you, like, how did it go in? Because I'll do my real quick for you. Um, so my dad took us to a curb store. Uh, it, was, it was called Mr. B's. And I don't know. I don't remember at this point, like, was I bugging him? Could I get some books? <laughs> or did he say, just get you some books or whatever? And and I'm sure I was like, I can't decide. So he's like, eh, get them both because it would have been a dollar. Even though that was money, it was like, get me to shut up. It probably was worth it. Yeah. So I get the two books. I didn't buy anything else for years. I would get stuff from the library. I read the Superman from the 30s to the 70s. I don't know how many times. I didn't really get going on anything until G.I. Joe was the 83-ish and, oh, yeah, right around and there, right? Teen Titans and X-Men. Those are the only three I cared about for years. Oh. And then 85 hits, I pick up uh, Who's Who, number four, I want to say. It's the Captain Marvel one. Maybe it was number three. I don't remember. At a uh, at a bread store, they had like a little rack at the front. It was one of those like day old bread stores. You know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they have these anymore, but it's like Colonial or whoever the local brand in Georgia was. And um, and I just remember getting that, and I just read that thing obsessively because it's all it's all text, right? So it took me yeah. forever to read, and I'm like, oh, these are this is amazing. And then Crisis hit, and I'm like reading those. Uh, I had some, my friends had some. And I just all of a sudden, that's when I became a comic collector. I collected G.I. Joe and I read X-Men and 
Titans. Like I would borrow them from friends. I didn't buy them, but I became a collector, I think, because of who's who. You know what? You just said something that made me think, well, maybe this is why I'm, I feel like I'm so much more invested in DC. Whereas, uh, I mean, honestly, if I go back and read the older story, the older stories, mm-hmm. I, I think the Marvel stories are much, much better told in terms they of are. like their quality. But, um, I think that part of it goes to what you just said, a crisis on infinite earths. I was still fairly young, mm-hmm. you know, 12, 13 years old. Oh, and that's and, the sweet spot for, we, for everything. We, well, that's the thing, and we we saw one version of the DC universe stop, right? And we we were there at the ground floor for what became the DC universe for literally like thirty years, right? And and I was a I was a kid that just getting it, you know. I mean, yeah, I bought comic books, but like you said, I mean, it was I was reading all that month to month and like totally getting invested, and that's probably why I feel so strongly about a lot what happens and what doesn't happen. And you, you know, the other thing that helped me as a young kid, superpowers were much better figures than the Secret War ones. God, what did they do? Those Secret War ones are horrible. They sucked. And so, like, the figures I wanted to collect were the DC ones. So, And, and when you're in that eight years old age, yep. if those are the toys you want to buy, those are the characters you're going to want to read about, too. Yeah. So... I actually yeah. probably was like more like nine, but you know what I mean. No, I mean, but it's so it's so true. I mean, uh, I think my brother got a handful of the um, the Secret Wars ones. I refused to get any of them unless it was like I got a Spider Man. I got, but like I wouldn't get Doctor Doom. Where's his cape? I wouldn't oh, get. God, like, I had Doctor Doom, and it was the worst. He had the the weird like techie stuff on his chest, yeah. and, and like this weird gauntlet pouch thing around his leg. I'm like, bizarre. you could put a cape on this guy. Yeah, it was. Horrible. I'm like, seriously, and and like you said, in the meantime, the superpower ones are exactly what they looked like. To this it, day, they're some of the best looking figures. To this day. Yeah, yeah, I mean the articulation, I guess, stinks, but, oh, but take take that out of the equation. They look amazing. They they absolutely do. So, yeah, I think that 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 might have been part of it is just the age that I kind of saw it transform into a um kind of a a, a new universe. And you know, I mean, I kind of like stuck my uh, stuck my flag in that universe, I guess. And Flash has always been a character that I really loved and. I, oh, I, I fell in love with Flash a, with the relaunch. Uh, well, yeah, and 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 in and, and in Crisis, it's like I thought it was so mm-hmm. amazing, and like that I actually saw. You know, I'm still young, and it's like, oh my god, Barry Allen really actually died, and he right. died for the entire universe. You know, what an amazing thing! And then to see his protege become Flash, I'm like, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. Which also tells you. One of the one of the many reasons why I couldn't stand the 50, the new fifty two, right? It's like I, I I was so angry that they did that. I think like I've told you before that like any of the ongoing series that I was buying in the past, I just stopped buying, and instead I bought all the weird stuff that they that they released. Oh, and the, the weird stuff was some of the most fun. I didn't yeah, love the yeah. Jonah Hex got a little too weird, but I um, agree. I wanted him just to kind of go back to the past. And I didn't mind him being time. in Gotham in the past, but when he got to the future, I'm just like, I don't me know too. about this anymore. Yeah, me too. But like Demon Knights was great. 
the Frankenstein series was really yeah, good. Yeah, that was awesome. Animal Man was like mm-hmm. the best. So yeah, the only thing I didn't like about with Animal Man, it kept going back and forth with Swamp Thing, and I kind of the way they were doing the crossovers in New Fifty Two was very frustrating, especially when if you read them in trade, it made them really difficult to follow. Mm, I can imagine because you yeah. basically you're getting only half the story anytime. Those and remember that was they they were very strict with how those trades were coming out too. <laughs> yeah. So like if I weren't a, if I wasn't a hundred percent picking up one, I you know I get the trades at the library and I'm like this this is nonsensical. You can't read this. <laughs> I okay. mean, some good writers, when you think back to who's doing a lot, they got Jeff Lemire, yep. you know, and it's like, oh, you know, that's that's why some of these uh, off-the-wall um, series were, were just so good. Oh, yeah, because Lemire was doing – he was doing Frankenstein and uh, yeah. the Animal Man, right? And then Matt Kidd took over for Jeff Lemire and Frankenstein, right. so he got another uh, really good independent writer. Speaking of which – what was your first indie comic? And I, I know now you would call Archie independent, but that was, so let's say independent meaning non-newsstand. This is something you would have to get either from a friend or a comic book store or mail order. So Dark Horse, whatever, Kamiko, Comico, however you want to say it. What was the first one you remember? I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I, I know for sure that, like, when, when once I realized that there was the comic book store and I went there, that I would I, I had bought like just weird off the wall issues because maybe they were in a in a thing where they were like five for a dollar back then. Oh, or sure. Whatever. But I mean, nothing really, really, um. Nothing really stuck stuck with okay. me in terms of like what I wanted, um, like what I was really interested in. I mean, honestly, the the first one, and I'm only saying this because it's one that I I can remember, um, e- even if it's even if it's not um, like uh, one of the very first. Uh, I the first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I got was number five. So sure, that was you know. You know Still, I was a little bit older, but um, well, I definitely, I know, I didn't see any uh, non-Archie indie books until probably the Turtles, Robotech, and I always say Boris the Bear because that's the first one. If <laughs> if you ask me, that's what I what my memory says, and yeah. I think the memory does cheat sometimes. You're not always right, but if you ask me, it's like, what's your first indie comic? I go, oh, it's Boris the Bear number two, but. It might have very well have been like a Robotech or or one of the Turtles because I remember trading for some Turtle comics, but I just don't remember where they came in relation to that first Boris the Bear. Yeah, you know, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was, um, and I'm looking at looking at it in the database. So it was 1985. So that was still I was still pretty young. Right. Um, it, but you know, I remember like you know the handful of other kids that you know were kind of into comics and stuff like that, and one you know, was drawing the, you know, he had some art skills and was drawing the turtles. I'm like, what, you know, what is this? And he told me, and yeah, I went to the comic store and they had number five and bought it for a while. And, um, it, it, do you remember alien Legion? I do. Yeah. I mean, I know that that wasn't, um, that was epic, because, right? because yeah, it was, it was Marvel, but 
um, that was the other one that, that that kid introduced me to because I didn't I I didn't know really about Epic because you know they weren't sold at the convenience stores. I would say I I would accept that answer because I, one of my earliest one was ElfQuest uh, from Epic and mm-hmm. that's as indie of, of a book as you can just about get. Yeah, and, and even, Alien even Legion is like holy it. crap, this is so cool. Yeah, so that probably predates the Turtles just by just by a few months probably. So did you have a comic book store in your town growing up? Yeah. Um, okay. It wasn't until I, you know, probably was 12, 13 or so that I, maybe slightly younger, I don't remember, but um, that I, I realized that there was such a thing as a comic book store. And who told me? I I, I don't know if my one of my parents, like, ended up hearing something or, or looked it up or whatever. And, yeah, I mean, for years, I got to give them credit. They Drove me to that comic store just about every week for for years until I got my own license. But yeah, we always had, um there's a there's a store here, Queen City Comics, and they actually opened all the way back in like 1969. So oh wow, yeah, that's they 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 handled like coins in in comics mm-hmm. even back then. But um then you know they just uh, as as time moved on, it was just a comic comic shop. But yeah, they've been around that that long, really, really long time. So, in your childhood through, let's say, college, what was your heaviest? What what era were you buying the most? Do you think? Probably, <clears throat> like a lot of people say, they got they get out of it in high school, but but mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, okay, there were times that I decided I was going to, I was just going to stop collecting and that would last two or three months and I have to run back and get all the ones that I, that I didn't pick up. But, Oh my God, that happens to me now. Anytime I cut back at all, I end up having to go back, fill stuff. Well, like I just stopped buying everything. And then like mm-hmm. three months later, it's like, why did I do that? Right. <laughs> running, running back to the, the store, seeing, you know, going back issues and hoping that they have stuff. Um, but I would say probably, um, Probably high school. Um, I actually was making decent money as a paper boy. Mm-hmm. Um, had a couple, a uh, couple full streaks that I, I delivered, and um, yeah, I mean, a lot of my friends once once they got into you know a little bit older, they were doing the the stock boy thing at the supermarkets or whatever. Right. I just stuck with the the paper boy thing, and it seemed like I was I was making this, about the same amount. So. Um, yeah, it was definitely in in high school and t- until and then uh, you know cut back a little in college and stuff. And then once I got like a permanent study job, then you know I certainly um, went back up. And then I would say since DC Rebirth, it has gotten out of out of control. That now I'm just trying to get it back under control. Now all these years later. Myself, I know my biggest amount of spending, not counting modern era, because I mean I have a I have a quote real grown up person job these days. <laughs> That's right. Even though like part of my job is like singing and dancing silly songs. Um, <laughs> I think my biggest era was ninety two to ninety four. That sweet spot between senior year and moving away from from community college. Mm. I bought a lot during that uh, right before they killed Superman. 
right until almost right before the crash. Cause I think the crash came in like 95 ish or so. Yeah. Uh, I, I literally remember one week going into the comic book store. I worked at a radio station with my paycheck and asking them, could they cash it? <laughs> because I, my, I, I, I never got that, that carried away. My pull list was basically my paycheck week to week because I was making minimum wage. And wow. I, I was spending a hundred bucks plus a week easy. And, 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 and this was in like, like I say, in like 1993. Right. So what were comic books? 75 cents a dollar? Uh, depends. 25? I think a lot of the ones I was getting because I was, I wasn't into image. I got into image via the Kmart grab bags, so I got a lot of my image books late, with the exception I bought the Max, I bought um, Savage Dragon, and somebody else. There was like three of them I bought. I don't remember what the third one was, but I was buying like Lightning. Lightning would come out and was like, ooh, I gotta get it. I don't even remember what those bleeping characters were even called now. <laughs> Except, you know, if it was the quote hot bit, uh, book, I like had to get it. Ultraverse, I was all in for like the first handful of months. Um, what about Valiant? Did you do any of Valiant, that? Valiant, no? I did a good bit of the Valiant. I didn't do everything, but, uh, I did, I missed the initial launch. I remember I had like one weirdo Legend of Zelda one, which I no longer have. I sold a ton of books before. I moved to Colorado because I just did not have a lot of money and I didn't have the space and the means to transport all of them. So I sold a ton of my, of the stuff that I had bought in that era. Yeah. But yeah, I bought some of the Valiant. I bought almost all the Ultraverse. I really didn't like Marvel in the nineties with the exception of X-Men and maybe. Spidey, I think I was buying this, but then it, that Spider-Man clone came along and I dumped, jumped off it too. I mean, the only thing I was mostly buying was the mutant books and then DC. I was buying lots of DC, all the milestone, uh, all the Superman. And at that point there was still what, like four to five depends on if it was, how many weeks in the month. So if it was a yeah. five week month, I think there was five books because they had like, I don't remember what the last one was called. It was the equivalent of X-Men Unlimited. Um, but it was a Superman book that would come out in that fifth week. Mm. But yeah, I was a heavy, heavy DC collector, pretty decent Valiant, heavy Ultra First collector. And then, like I say, whatever little like boutique thing would pop up. I was gone before like Techno and, um, what was the other one? The one that was like, was it Triumph or Triumphant? I can't remember. It had to be Triumphant comics. Yeah. Yeah. Where they were like, each one was like, this is number three hundred thirty-three of one thousand and seventy-nine. I, I think that I think that is. Yeah, I, 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 I was yeah. Out before they hit, and I was mm-hmm. out before the next Jim Shooter one Defiant. went under. Yeah, like I remember the the trading cards coming out, and I just I'll be blunt with you. Even I was like, that's stupid, and I was buying everything. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't want to read a comic in a freaking trading cards i thought that was so dumb no i couldn't get into that either and 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 i really loved um uh yeah i i really liked that that you know valiant my my first issue i think i picked up was uh solar solar man of the atom number 10 which is mm-hmm. like a black it's just a black cover yeah i have that one yep yeah um and you know i really i 
I really like the story. I, I, I tried a bunch of the other um, series and, and, you know, I, I didn't get them all like har- for whatever reason, I didn't get Harbinger. I, I don't know why. And, but I did get a lot of the ones that were, that were launching after that, whether it was Archer and Armstrong or Bright right, Shot. But like the prices were consider- considerably higher than DC and Marvel. I think they were like two twenty five. Where yeah, like, it was like almost a dollar more. Mm-hmm. Because I think some of the like Superman, like if you're thinking like Superman is like the the plain hamburger at McDonald's, I think it was like in the dollar twenty five, dollar fifty area. And yeah, the valiants were upwards of two twenty five at times. Yep. Image was like a buck ninety five. Yes, yeah. when it first came out, and I I want to say the Ultraverse ones were a dollar ninety five as well, but yeah, so it did. It yeah. could get pricey, you know. Yeah. But oh um, yeah, it uh, it added up apparently, you know. Yeah. Like I say, I was spending every penny I had. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's focus on some collectors' questions. My wife is one of those people who uh, is going to be like, "It's nine o'clock, aren't you done yet?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, honey, I'm almost done." So I'll try to – I had some collector questions for you now that we've kind of got an idea of what your origin was. Sure. So how do you collect right now? Like what is what – what are you – what is your goal when you're collecting? Right – well, it, we're in a – I'm in a weird spot right now because honestly I'm, I'm trying to pull back on, on what I'm getting monthly. Sure, but to go along with that, I'm not really buying any old back issues or anything either. So I'm really at this point. It's I'm not sure if this is what you're looking for, but you know, at this point, I'm kind of weighing my options. I, I go through the the previous catalog kind of say, well, this looks interesting, and then uh, I, I take a look at the price, and if it's four $4.99, I might pass on them. Right. $3.99, I might try it. Um, DC, I'm much more apt to get, you know, new new issues. Marvel, I'm pretty much, uh, for the most part, like, I want to read it, but I'll just read it on Unlimited. It's like I'm I'm kind of shifting – Trying to shift my mindset, Joe, which is not easy for me. Oh, sure. It's that, a, I, we've talked about this. You yeah. Get, you get FOMO. Well, and, and and my thing is is like, and you can ask Mike too, who has it more than anyone. But and he he understands the same thing. But it it's like, I want to read the stories. Okay, if it's Marvel or DC, you can a hundred percent read the stories. Right. So I won't be missing out on anything. But right. then you say, well, I'm going to, I didn't buy this issue. And it turns out it's some sort of crazy first appearance of so and so. Well, but and that's, now still, it's worth, that's still FOMO. Because you're, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, but it, it, you know, and, and it blows up in price. Right. Yeah. I, I, Was I, I am, am I, all the comic books that I have right now? Yeah. Ask me how many I sold. <laughs> what difference does it make if it's worth a penny or if it's worth a thousand dollars? I'm not doing anything, I'm not selling them. Right. So I guess it really doesn't make a difference, but it's really, really hard. But it does make a difference because if it hits a certain price for me, I'm no longer willing to spend that money. But you don't need it because you've read the story. Nah, that's true. But I like, I, 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 I like to tell people, and I, and it's maybe I'm lying to myself a little, but I truly believe this about myself. 
I am a story collector. I want to collect the story. Mm-hmm. Less than I am interested in having the physical issue. I may not love that the only way I have Fantastic Four number one is in a black and white, but that's good enough for me, ultimately. Mm-hmm. I'm okay yeah. with that. Well, and, and, and you, I like it available at my fingertip. If I want to read the Jack Kirby Stanley run, I can do it. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about Wi-Fi or my phone. I can just grab it. No, and that makes sense. And, and, and also, it all depends on what book you're talking about. Sure. Because if you're talking about Fantastic Four number one, it's like, well, that's a e- very easy decision. Yeah. Because I'm not going out and buying a, an original Fantastic Four number one. Like, right. there's no circumstance in which that's possible. Right. But if there's a comic book that maybe is a few hundred dollars, mm-hmm. well, yeah, you you could buy one. Yeah. But should you, you know what I mean? And that's but and should that, you? Yeah. Yeah, but should you? Yeah. Well, I I always tell people because we talked about this on the show the other day. We are the comic book guy for so many people. While I've been on the the chat with you uh, or chatting with you rather someone had just said hey i got the cosmo in in a happy meal my daughter doesn't want it do you want it i'm like uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean we're the comic book people we're the ones like oh you like da 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 so that means you like da 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 yep yeah i mean so people have asked me like oh what would you do if you had amazing fantasy and i'm like i don't want it <laughs> I don't want it because I would want to sell it because I wouldn't want to own it. See, my problem with those, I would never be able to sell them. Okay. If I, 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 I wouldn't want it, man. I, I'm it, telling you, I had that Batman run that was so hot, and I'm glad I sold it when I did the Scott Snyder New 52 run. I'm like, I yeah. can have this in trades. And I sold, like, the first 15 issues for over 300 bucks, and I was happy. Mm. I'm like, you know, I've got the trades in a pocket full of cash now. <laughs> See, that's I think that's where me and you are a little bit different in that, like yeah. I can't, I can't. There's no way that like if, if somebody presented me with with those or whatever, I'm like they would stay with me. I I, I just can't get rid of them. Um, but I guess if if, if it was anything like, else, if it's yeah. not a comic book, yeah, I, then I want to sell whatever it is in a heart. Like somebody gave me like the Honus Wagner baseball card, right. that thing would be sold in two seconds. So I could go buy some comic books. Right. <laughs> well, I guess, for example, like a goal I have right now, and I'm backpedaling on one of mine because I was I was supposed to stay on top of this and I got behind because, I, as we've mentioned before, I'm a rabbit holer. So I, I took my eyes off the goal and I let some slip through my fingers. Like one goal I have right now, the stuff that's coming out, I'd like to make sure that I get all the Mighty Marvel Masterworks because mm-hmm. I don't want to do like I did with the showcases and be like, crap, I could have bought that weird War Tales when it was cover price and I didn't. So I'm trying to get those as they come out. I screwed up and quit buying the paperback ECs. And so I got, I think, one left I got to track down. But that's an easy peasy one. So I'm going to try to get those as they come out. Um I, I want to get the best of uh, 2000 ADs as they come out. Hmm. And uh, now that they're going to be doing the creepies and the eeries in uh, <laughs> trade paperbacks, I want to try to get those. So that's the kind of goal. Like, okay. what's what's something that you're really working towards? And you know, yeah, I'm so, working towards I, finishing off the essentials 
minus the Ohat moves, which I think bugged you, by the way. You got quiet when I told you that I didn't want to get the Ohat moves, and you're like, I bet in your head you're like, I would get the Ohat moves. That's oh, just, no, no, I agree with you. Oh, okay. I, I just think they're a waste of space. Yeah. No, but, um, what are you going to do with them, really? You know? Yeah, but those are those are my goals. So, 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 so to, the, the, to, to that, um, yeah, I did. I noticed the creepy and the eerie, so I've been buying those. Okay, I've been ordering those rather. I think the first one, I think creepy just came this week from my shipment from a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, so the first one came. Um, it's it's an oversized. Paper, paper, like it must be like the regular magazine size. Magazine but, size, yeah. yeah. That's what really they do nice. with the the EC ones too. Yeah, it's really really nice. Um, I there's a couple, you know, those um, Golden Age, Silver Age omnibuses that that DC does. Yep. So I I started Batman. Um, they did one through nine of the Golden Age, and then they did volume one of the Silver Age. What baffled kind of everyone is there is a missing in between that, which would be have to be a volume 10 of Golden Age. Right. Well, I was looking at the, the newest, uh, what's going to be in the new previews, mm-hmm. and they are offering, they are offering Golden there you go. Age Batman volume 10. So um, that Legion of Superheroes, Silver Age, um, Omnibuses. If uh, See, the thing is with that, with DC is, Unless it is Batman, mm-hmm. I I have like two or three of the volumes that come out for Legion. That, mm-hmm. as far as I know, that might be it. You, you know right. what I mean? They just stop printing them, yeah. uh, or stop stop going forward with them, I should say. Whereas that's one thing I, I will give credit to Marvel is they just keep pumping things out. They do, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I, I and like the the Marvel Masterworks has got to be one of the longest running. Trade, oh God, because trade it, lines ever. Well, absolutely, because it came out around the same time that DC Archives did. Yep. DC Archives has been dead for, what, 20 At years? least. Yeah. yeah. So th- those, those, um, those types of things for, coll- for uh, collected editions. Um, and, and when ROM comes, I'll definitely – I'm trying to cut back, not trying to get a lot of stuff. ROM is one I will definitely get because that's going to be a limited – time frame to, right. to get that thing because you know it's a i don't know what deal that they made with hasbro but you know that previously as you know hasn't been available anywhere because it's so intertwined with marvel continuity you know oh, promise right, right in there um but in terms of um series i i have been trying to get the first volume of flash uh, i'm like i said i'm not buying any back issues mm-hmm. at, at this point but you know, when I, when I can, I'll, I'll, you know, get one here or there. I do have, um, I don't know if it's issue 198, 199, or 200, somewhere around there and up. So it's really like that because it starts with issue 105. Um, so it's really, you know, less than 100 issues that I need because I've quite, you know, I've got a handful of them, maybe 20. Um, so it might be about 70 that I need and I do have, I do have 105 and I do have the first Wally West. Um, so those are probably a couple of the more expensive of them, but, um, you know, I don't see me getting any, making any major purchases. I got um, you. You know, for right now. Are there any books that you buy regardless of creative team or direction? Yeah. 
Um, oh. Yeah, I, honestly, uh, there's there's a lot of the um, the the X Men for the most part. Okay. Uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, for the most part. Um, and then DC again, I'm much more of a completist. So, um, Batman, uh, Detective Comics, Action, Action Comics, Superman, Flash. Um, if they come out with a any type of Justice Society, any type of Golden Age type heroes that are mm-hmm. that are around, I'll I'll always pick up those. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that's probably pretty much. It Wonder Woman, I, I I've been collecting pretty steadily, but I do come and go sometimes. Even sure. Green Lantern, I've come and gone um, sometimes. Uh, more in the New Fifty Two, I kind of jumped out of Green Lantern for a while, but um, but yeah, Batman, Superman titles, Flash title. Uh, I love Spider Man, but I just for whatever reason I can't get into the. I've tried so many times, Joe. I keep, I mean, the, the newest run, uh, many of the past ones. Oh, sure, I mean, sure. You, one thing with Marvel, you can't say there's. They give you plenty, sometimes more than one a year, right. jumping on points with the new number ones over and over again. So, oh my God, there's two. Like you don't Dexter, have a chance. Yeah. I, I was going through a database and showing that to Jack. Howard the Duck had two number ones the same year. He was really confused with what to oh. read. And I was like, I'm like, I can't help you, buddy. No. They were both Chip Zdarsky, and they were both number ones, and it was the same exact year. I think they that's did the ridiculous. Same, they, did, they did them with Hawkeye, I think. They did mm-hmm. it. There was one year that they just kept relaunching, like, every four to six months. It, it, it was a few years ago, but, it, it, yeah, it's insane. And now Daredevil's relaunching again. Oh, jeez. By 14, I think it's his last, <laughs> the last issue. It's like, honestly, again, I, I, I maybe that's part of what frustrates me with Marvel, too. But anyhow, just with Spider-Man, um, I don't know, Joe. I, I I mean, when I go back and read a lot of those that, the issues from the first volume, yeah, those are some of my favorite things to read on the Marvel side. But I have not been able to get into it. Like, yeah. I, I, I know that most people love Dan Slott, I just, I, I just couldn't get into it. I, and, and, and very little since. Like I, I've been collecting Spider-Man um, with the new run. It, it, I, I don't dislike it, but the 26 is my last issue, and then I'll read it on Marvel Unlimited. So it's like I don't need to actually own it. And my, this is going to sound mean because JRJR is someone at times I really enjoy. And J.R.J.R. is someone at times that he is one of the few times that made me want to jump off a book. Hmm. Um, and uh, him and was it him and Bendis on Superman for a minute? I, yeah, I think so. I, I was gone. I'm not going to lie. And I don't dump Superman, but I did not like that run. I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not a completist. I'm never going to have every Superman. I'm not going to buy these. Yeah. Yeah, because I no, just I, I, and, and I, I like Michael. I like Brian Michael Bendis uh, in the in the right circumstance, and I love Kickass, and I love any of the Daredevil Jr. Jr. did. Just his Superman, did, I did not like. Did not like. Yeah, no, I'm 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 not a huge. I'm not a huge fan. I know Mike loves him. I, yeah. I just am not a fan of of his, you know, 
later style. Um, he can draw Spider-Man in this in the current run, and it mm-hmm. and Spidey will look amazing. But I will not like the rest of the art in the book. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I totally know what you mean. So I I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, his run on Daredevil was fabulous, like you the uh, Typhoid yeah. Mary stuff with the. Uh, uh, and Anacinte, I love yeah. those. Anacinte, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are, that run was great, but there's something certain characters I just I'm not interested. Do you remember when DC uh, Rebirth happened? They had that title, um, All Star Batman. It was oh yeah, Scott Snyder, and and, and it was J.R.J.R. Yeah. Um, I'm like I remember one of my again one of my friends my. My Twitter friends had a, you know, they were doing a, a, um, a Batman podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you guys? They're raving about his art. I'm like, what are you talking? And and I actually, I, I, I wish I knew the issue so I could, I could go back and show you the picture right now. Right. But um, I took a, a screenshot of, of one panel that had a bunch of the, that like their villains were basically ganging up on on Batman and. One was Firefly, and it's like he's just in this blocky, like weird looking. You would never know that it's Firefly. It's just yeah, like, you wouldn't know who it was. Yeah. And 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 so he's raving about it, and I'm like, this. So I took the screenshot. I wrote, I tweeted tweet it back. I'm like, this. This looks good to you. You think that this is a good. good and he, I go, this is this is a, a good thing, a good like version of Firefly, and he's and he just wrote back. That's not my that no that's not my preferred my preferred look for him. I'm like see, damn it! Oh, it was horrible. All right, so we're going to have to wrap up soon. We'll have to do a part two to this, Rob. I'm having fun. Yeah, um, and maybe next time we can cover a book or something too. Yeah, I, I made Kirk come prepared. He had to have a book. <laughs> he was on with me. Um, so. Here's a question I always like to ask. Um, what book, even if you have a copy, if you found in a dollar bin, are you going to grab? And it could be it could be more than one thing. But, like, what's something that if you see in a dollar bin, you could have multiple copies of it and you grab anyway? I'm going to assume that you're not talking about a crazy title that would be worth way more than – no, uh, like you're not buying, you're not grabbing it because of because of the monetary value, right? No, no. I mean, something like you've got a sweet spot for yeah. rock number one because I'll, that was like something that was the first time you read a Valiant comic or something. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you because I've <clears throat> heard this a lot on other um, podcasts, and it and it just doesn't. I I, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't do that. You don't do it? Okay. No, if I if I already own it, I I just I just skip it by it. I, I mean, like I said, I've heard from a lot of people that like, oh my god, but I love that issue so much. I could got an extra. Like, why did you get an extra copy? I already have it. So I really, honestly, just don't understand like why getting a second copy of it. Or oh, copy. I don't keep them. I pass them on. Oh, okay. I just I just can't like if I see um, Squadron Supreme, uh, I have to buy it. And I and I I last time I got them all, I sent them off to because I have the. The Blood and Ash 
trade. Oh, you do. So I don't, I don't need the issues. I, I I got I got a piece of him in my house. You <laughs> yes, know what I mean? You go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I have I have the first print of the trade. So I'm like, I don't need the issues, but I see them and I can't leave them behind. And so I buy them and I, I give them. I've given a like I say an almost full set to Professor Allen. I've given them to Jack. It's just one of those things. I see him go. Oh my gosh! I got to grab these. See, I can, I can totally get that. And 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 if if Zach or Allie were at all interested in in any of that stuff, I would a hundred percent be doing the same thing. But I, I, when it comes to the kids, I, I literally cannot give away my any comic books to them. They're, I got you. And um, yeah, I just, I guess, I just never thought like, yeah, we'll ship it to a friend or whatever. But no, I, yeah, usually don't. I usually don't do that. Um, let's see. Okay, I, Rom makes this one pop into my head. So Rom can no longer be the answer because Rom is about to hopefully happen. <laughs> if there was any collection or any old series that you could have in a volume for you to read mm-hmm. that's not available, what would it be? And 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 this is one that I, I I do already have in single issues, and Kirk would be a proud man. Atari Force. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I think I would do the same. Just do you have all the the <clears throat> mini comics too? I do not. I okay, do not I have all the mini comics. I just have the regular ones, and I read them. I reread read them not long ago either. I'm saying in the last probably five years. Um, and it's a great story. Yeah. The. Uh... Many comics, that was one of my big disappointments of the fall through from Dynamite is they were supposed to put those out and it yeah, never happened. It never and happened. I was so disappointed. Those were, yeah. were those Dick Giordano's? Uh, I think he drew those. I think so, but I'm, I can't be sure. I was excited for that and then it didn't happen. Cause the George Perez one, what was it called? Sword Quest. It did yeah. come out. Did you buy it? Uh, I bought, they had a series called, um, Sword Quest, okay. uh, but it was a, it was a Dynamite. Had, it was an original series, so that's okay. what I've I read. I didn't I didn't go back and get the uh, old the older ones from the minis, and I so probably should have. I know um, Mike would probably say either Valiant or Dynamite, but who uh, who is your favorite indie publisher right now? Oh, right now, yeah. Or it could be historical. You could be like, oh, no, man, rather, everything Eclipse did, I love, or everything First did was is really fun, whatever. But yeah, I'll, I'll give you, two, I'll give you two. I'll, I'll, sure. I'll give you a current one, and then um, maybe an old series um, mm-hmm. that you know was from a indie indie publisher. Um, I'm thinking. I, I honestly, I'm not going to count images as as indie. You know, think about like smaller. Yeah. Um. Probably vault. Okay. Oh no, no, I'm changing that. We were talking about it the other day. AWA. Right. Has, has yeah. hit a hundred percent of the time for me. Oh, almost on her. Uh, there's been a couple that I haven't loved, but. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I wish that they were <clears throat> having more success than they may be having because uh, I just love their their the stuff that they put out. So that's probably my current favorite in terms of um, an older one, uh, Comico's, because I <clears throat> became a huge Elementals fan. Oh, sure. 
absolutely love that series. I, I read that series a handful of years ago, and every single spinoff that, like, all the minis that they had, and it was just sad to, like, because I knew it was coming to an end. Right. And it's like, I just want this to keep going. He, he's going to be doing something else soon. I can't remember what it was, but it had me interested. Do you remember what he's going to be working on? Who, Bill Willingham? Yeah. No, I, is, I mean, he's he doing, doing Fire and again ice? right now, but. Who's doing Fire and Ice at Dynamite? Maybe oh, that was making you know that up. It might be him. Maybe it is him. I know he did kind of a, a uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs World Series that mm-hmm. at Dynamite that was fun. Do you remember that one? I can't remember what the name of it was, where no, it was basically just a mishmash of all of the characters. Oh, no, no I think I, I don't think I got that. Yeah. Dynamite's one of those I like a lot of times in principle, and I don't always love the execution. And sadly enough, it's often because the artwork lets me down. Yeah, I'm 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 the same way. I I I, I, I skip Dynamite much more than I than I used to, just because it just it, it doesn't it, it just doesn't live up to what I was hoping it would be. Yeah, uh, I, there's been times that have been an exception. Gail Simone on Red Sonja was a was a great one. The the mask series that came out a few years ago was really really yeah, good. Yeah, that was but, pretty good. Yeah, but it, a lot of times I'm just like, uh, it's not what I wanted it to be. Yeah, no, right. I, I totally agree. So we'll wrap it up after this question. What was your first podcast? Okay, first podcast. So and I have one follow up question. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll try to be. Uh, try to won't. Well, I, I got to give you some background, but I won't go too long. You do what you got, and we're fine. Okay, so uh, like I was telling you, it, it, it early on um, in our conversation with with Twitter, like you got to know all these all these different people. Well, that Valiant podcast with Chris Campbell, Daryl Taylor, and Mike Myers is like all of these people, like just started interacting with each other right and i don't know if you ever listened to nerdy legion or if oh with well, like nick with nick and martin yeah okay so martin was the same same deal mm-hmm. martin's like oh my god this podcast is is amazing he would start tweeting these guys all the time he created an entire website that you could track all of your comic books all your valiant comic books every single cover, like crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Then he decided, he's like, we got to do a podcast too. And that's so, how I met Paul is through right, that, that and podcast. Paul, right? Valiant, Valiant Central Podcast. So, yep. him, so Paul and Martin started doing the Valiant Central Podcast. Great show. Never have happened if it hadn't been for the, the Valiant Podcast. Um, so anyhow, um, him and Paul were doing that. Me. And Nick kept tweeting at them and stuff like that. And finally, all of a sudden, we I start getting I get a DM and it's it's Martin and he's like, it's like you know I really want to do like a a comic book, you know, kind of po- comic book pop culture type podcast. Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't you? Um, he's like, you know, do you want to do you want to join? I'm like, okay, well, yeah, we can. That, that sounds cool. Who else is doing it? He's like. Me and Paul, and then like this guy Nick Wetmore, um, yourself, and then my my brother. His brother's name's Julian. So we go on there, and I we were I 
was probably on the first five episodes ever of Nerdy Legion. Nice. Yeah. So, and then they, Nick and Martin were much more um, interested in, in doing this like once, twice, usually twice a, a week. I'm like, That's I, a lot. I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> twice yeah. a week. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'll join when I can, but you know how that kind of goes, yeah. you know, like you can't join uh, enough times and it's, like, well, you know, they start getting their own schedule down and right. and they start doing their own thing, which is which is why, you know, it continued for so uh, as long as they had with just those two. But, yeah, originally it was it was five of us. And and we um and that was my first podcast ever. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I at one point we were trying to do one a week and I got burnt out so quick that I dropped down. I, I, I had a uh, talk with Chris like Chris. I've actually gone from wanting to do one a week to not wanting to podcast at all. <laughs> uh, and and Chris kind of talked me through it because, you know, he – I mean, I loved Mythmaking ETC. It was so good. I really missed that show. Yeah. And um, I, no matter how much I say it, I know it's not coming back, even though if you want to bring it back, Chris, you can. Um, <laughs> but he, he kind of talked me through it, like, and how, you know, being on retro – has been the way he's been able to do it, but at a pace he could, you know, be cool with. And then, and so then I tried to keep it like biweekly with Jack and then Jack started having band. And then that became impossible to do the format we were doing, which was kind of like almost like a, a review slash journal show. And we're like, we can't even do that. So then we started doing the, well, we'll, we'll do a book each and we try to get out one a month and, you know, yeah, I don't know how Mike how Mike has managed. I know. I mean, he, he doesn't he doesn't burn out, and he's doing it at least. I mean, he's doing it with somebody else every single week, right? In addition to like the ones that he he'll just you know his his weekly reads that he just he just does by by himself, and that might be easier for him because he obviously he doesn't have to plan, and he's just talking, and it, rather than thinking or writing out a journal he's he's saying it but i mean even so it's like you still have to get on the computer you have to turn it on you have to record yep. and I and mean, even if you don't have to it, edit you still got to go through the process of posting it and everything post, yeah and yeah. He, i mean how many years it's been like it's been a while years. <laughs> i mean he's one of the earliest podcasts i listened to yeah 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 so i give him a lot of credit and i mean he's he's up for it pretty much every single week, whether he's recording with us or if he's recording with Bill or if he's just doing his, his own thing during the week, you know? It's so funny. Some of some of the main people I listen to, uh, with the exception of the big boys, like iFanboy or Comic Geek Speak, I've actually ended up, have recorded with a lot of the people who I, you know, I used to listen to and be like, oh, I really enjoy your show, Ed. And next thing you know, Ed's coming on the show to help cover Justice Machine. <laughs> you know, I really like the show, Mike. And next thing I know, I'm doing an Archie episode with uh, comics in the Golden Age. You know, so, I know, isn't that cool? It is I mean, cool. It really is a is a community, and it's like you can actually you can get that again. Go back to like the Twitter thing, and and and. Yeah. Much of the bad things that people can say about it is that you can get a sense, even from that little bit of interaction, that oh my god, this person would be really cool to actually talk to, you know. And we got to invite them on on a podcast or whatever. You, you know what I mean? It's really I do. 
Yeah, it's really cool. So if you could have any podcast in the world, and you don't even have to be on it, but, like, what right now would be the dream show for you? What would they cover, just out of curiosity? And it could be the show you're on. Me, my dream show would not involve me because it takes too much research. Uh, Because I like some of the ones we produce, but they get really dense, and they take a lot of time to do the really high-quality ones. Mm -hmm. So. Um, if you could like dream into existence something, what do you think it would be? I think uh, since we're just going, you know, just out there, like, you know, your dream thing is if, if there was a podcast that could have Chris Claremont joined by whoever was his artist at the time, right. going through issue by issue. Oh, that would be just sweet. covering what the basic story was. Any you know, as any background to you know creating the like that would be fantastic because we didn't touch on it much, but X Men became my that became my thing that became my comic like later on you know right and, uh, and I absolutely adore that. I mean the fact that he wrote that for. Dear Lord, what? How long did he write this for? A long like time, five years or something like that. Maybe a little less, but twenty, at least twenty though. And it's like that's unheard of, you know. And I mean, he just wanted control of it. I've, I've seen interviews in the past where, like, it started to blow up, and it's like, well, we're going to do a new series called The New Mutants. It's like, great, okay, I'll write that one too because he didn't want anyone else touching it. He didn't want anybody touching his babies. No. Yeah. <laughs> what was your first issue? Do you remember? Yeah, I definitely do. It was Uncanny X-Men 160. Oh, my gosh. Yours is so close to mine. Mine was 169. Oh, my God. Yeah, so mine was the one where must have been after a battle, and and, uh, they're on an island, and that's where Ileana uh, goes, uh, wanders off, and ends up popping back out as a teenager because she – was there in limbo for that amount of time and was ended up being magic down the road. They didn't call her magic right then. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the story, a whole alternate universe kind of thing where she's in limbo and she's seeing skeletons of, of Wolverine and, and Colossus and stuff from uh, some other timeline. And it was super, it totally hooked me in. And then I got the next several issues, which included a lot of the stuff with the brood. Right. And I'm like, oh, my. And, and again, I'm a kid. Like, I didn't really even know that this, that the brood is basically like aliens. You know right. what I mean? So, <laughs> like, to me, the brood was the brood first. And then I learned about aliens. Um, and then I missed a bunch of issues, as you would in, in the, um, you know, at a convenience store. And then right. the next one that I remember them having was 171. And that's when Rogue joined um, the X-Men. And I managed to get the next handful of issues at the convenience store. And shortly at that point, um, which I'm looking at the, at the, at the cover dates. So I would have been about a lot. This is Paul Smith era, right? Paul Smith. Yep. yep. And, and right. A, uh, maybe a few issues into that 174, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I started getting them at, at the comic book store. So I never missed an issue again. So I, I went all the way through. Yeah. Mine was the angel on the cover. And uh, the Warlocks, Warlocks yep. yeah, and, uh, where they take his, take his, what they call it, his pin feathers out so he couldn't fly. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that was good stuff. Well, I'm, I I realized the one question I ask everybody, and I didn't have it written down. Um, 
So is your favorite team the X-Men? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who is your favorite comic character then? My favorite comic book character. Yeah. I like to say that because in case someone isn't a number one superhero like like Kirk, where it's going to be Sergeant Rock, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And you can have a couple. You can have. I'll give you. I'll I'll give you a couple. Uh, I'll give you two. So, my favorite probably overall is the Green Goblin. Okay. Absolutely fell in love with the Green Goblin. The only exposure that you and I would have had of the Green Goblin is by reading Marvel Tales and right. not realizing that these comics had come out 20 years prior. Right. At least that's what happened to me. Right. I just thought it was another, at a, at a younger age, another Spider-Man story that was just drawn differently and stuff like that. It didn't really occur yeah. to me. Um, you know, I was just a little kid, but I mean, Green Goblin, I'm like, oh my God, the Green Goblin's awesome. And then when I learned that he, died literally before I started collecting comic books. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. But like, he was just, uh, and for the record, I'm against the fact that he's he's alive again. Sure. Um, I I just, the legacy of, of him and then with his son and stuff like that was really fascinating to me. But um, yeah, the Green Goblin, I think is my favorite character overall, um, but followed very closely by Wally West, The Flash. I'm 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 definitely a Wally West fan, and and I would say for years because of that Flash number one. If anybody ever asked me what superpower would I have, I without even thinking about it, I go like, I want the Flash's powers. <laughs> and and boy, Wally was at the point where like he really paid a price for it, but I don't know why. I just I just wanted to be Wally West when I, when I. That flash number one where he's like eating a big tray of hamburgers and running. And he could only country. go so fast at that point, yep. if you remember. Like yep. what was it? It was just like either the speed of sound or just under the speed of sound or something. Yep. It was yeah, it was really much more limited. Yeah. yeah, and then he'd have to stop and yeah, eat like twelve hamburgers. Yeah. And and he was asking for money. He wasn't gonna deliver that heart for free or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wally was my guy. And yeah. And, Everybody talks about Barry and Hal, and I'm like, I have less of a connection to Kyle just because I was a John Stewart kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, and that's a whole thing too. You know, everybody talks about minorities in comics. I mean, I got into comics. I mean, we had a black Iron Man and we had a black Green Lantern. That's very true. You know, that's, I'm yeah, like, that's very true. Yeah, I, like, you're right. When I saw you getting Iron Man, it's it, it was Rhodey. Yeah, yeah, me too. So yeah. I'm like. And there's minorities in comics. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and my, and I don't know if you know this, but one of my early uh, treasured comics uh, that my dad also got me uh, was Falcon. So I loved Falcon. I'm like, I mean, he's a person of color. He's on a comic book. I know? love, I love Falcon too. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what my point was there, other than I love. Oh, I just never had that attachment to Hal. And even going back and reading the Silver Age stuff of Hal and Barry, they're both so vanilla that I don't know why people yearned for them so much. No, you know, like for Hal, I have. I, I've grown. I think he was like around long now. enough a- afterwards because you mm-hmm. know he didn't die in in crisis, and right. he was around for a while after that. That I, I, I definitely. I'm still. If you ask me, my favorite Green Lantern, it's it, it is it's still Hal Jordan. Okay. Like 
Kyle was fine. Like I, I enjoy, I have his whole run. I thought it was great, but I don't have that connection to him. Whereas Wally West is just like, he's just, to me, he's just so much more interesting of, of a character than, than Barry Allen. And when oh yeah, most 52 came and he was just, he was gone. Like literally it wasn't a different role. He just did never existed. Oh, it was such a bad taste in my mouth. I'm trying to think where Hal would be on my list. I think Hal would probably, he might be number four. It might go John Kilowog guy, Hal. Because I was also really into that Justice League era with Guy Gardner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I never got into Guy. Oh, man, I really liked that run. I like Chip, though. Chip is pretty great, too. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and like I say, you're always welcome. If you ever are bored and you got a week you want to record, just holler at me. Yeah, but, for uh, sure. And, and we, we, hey, we can always do a, like you said, do a part two at some point soon. Yeah, too. we'll do a part two, and we we could do like a do a mixture of talking and. We could do a coverage of an issue because I always like to talk a comic too. Oh, yeah. what was the last comic you read? Do you remember? Oh, uh, sure. I just I just read it today. Okay. Oh, uh, hang on. Let me let me grab because I read a few. Let me let me grab what the last one was. Hang on. My last uh, one was a uh, Warlock fifteen because I read it right before I jumped on. I've been working my way through the the one essential that Adam Warlock has. <laughs> yes. I think that was the final issue right before it, it goes into his appearances in like the team up books. Mine was uh, a brand new one a couple of weeks, uh, Radiant Black number 24. I like Radiant Black. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It is good. I, I might prefer Rogue Sun just to pinch out of the Supermassive books, mm. but I like I like both of them. The only problem, I, I really loved the first guy in Radiant Black, and then they switched to his friend. Yes. I didn't like him as much. Are you and still reading it or no? I am a little behind. Okay. Two or well, three issues. Keep, keep reading because it sounds like it, this is going to call, because this is 24. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's going to culminate in a big decision coming up uh, for 25. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I, I love the fact that goes. we're seeing more of this back at Image because while I love the indie stuff at Image, I, this is also something I talked about on Retro the other day is. My soft spot is for continuing series, series and continuing yeah. characters. And that's why I think I, I, if you, man, we're going on a tangent. I'm going to have this wrapped up in five minutes. I swear, babe. All right. <laughs> My, that's why I have a soft spot for creator owned properties in the eighties is because they are long running. Mm-hmm. Star Slayer, long running. Dreadstar, long running. ElfQuest, long running. There's nothing wrong if you want to write short stories. But guess what? I prefer a Stephen King novel to a Stephen King short story. Right. I want, I want the, I want the meat. I don't want just the lean. So. No, I I I don't mind the little one and dones. Like I loved Assassination Nation as an example. That was a lot of fun, but I don't know if we're ever going to get to see those characters again. And I'd like the, I like when I might get to see the characters again. I love Saga because it's still going. Yeah, me too. You know, that's, I really like continuing stories. So. Walking Dead was, was. Oh, definitely. Uh, fantastic. I'm buying them again. I know you are. I'm buying the color ones. <laughs> that I haven't done, but I definitely, I mean, 
it lost. Uh, we kept watching, but yeah. honestly, it lost me on the TV show. Um, um, not yeah. so in the comic book. I never, I never lost interest in the comic book. Well, I, I said this just the other day because I use Walking Dead to explain stuff all the time. You know, like I've, like we were talking. You know, season two. You know, that's that's where Yellow Jackets is for me. It's they're on the freaking farm. Get off the farm. <laughs> but. It to me that story at its heart was about a father and a son. Uh huh. Yeah. You took away Carl. <laughs> that not, re- that really hurt me. Yeah. Not not a great yeah. And then when you took away Pop, um, I literally said, "I can leave now" because it was it. I don't I don't I don't need to keep going with this story. There was now. nobody. There was nobody left to care about. Yeah, when when he left, I was like, "You already took away the son. Now you're taking away the father." Mm-hmm. That story you want to tell is for somebody, because I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of yeah. those like, "How dare you keep creating stuff that's not of interest to me?" That story's for somebody. It's just not for me anymore. Because I my fun. buy-in was the father-son relationship. Yeah, yeah, and once that's gone, I'm like, "You can tell the story now." I just I don't need it anymore. But that's what made the comic book so so different yeah. and, 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 and much better. Yeah. 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 All right, Rob, where can we find you when you're not uh, lucky enough to be on an episode of a Retrocast or this with me? Really, the main main place would be Twitter, just at Rob Krieger. It's R-O-B-K-R-Y-G-I-E-R. And uh, you can hit me up at Joe on Twitter. And if you ever want to reach out to the show, that's 21st Century Boys. It's 21-S-T-C-E-N-B-O-Y-S. I almost forgot how to spell boys. Uh, that's on Twitter we have as well. So um, thanks for coming on, Rob. I greatly appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Joe, thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everybody.